In a world of podcasts about movies, sci-fi, TV, and podcasts about sci-fi, TV, and movies, two women chose to add their voices to the fray. Two sisters. One woman was willing to go to any length to explain away plot holes and bad pacing. I don't think, first of all, much like the entirety of this film, I don't think we're supposed to ask a lot of questions. The other, though, had no such sympathies. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. Together, they joined forces to highlight the good, the bad, and the truly bizarre. This is See You Next Week in Space. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to See You Next Week in Space. This week, we are on part two of our discussion on The Hollow Man. How will this three-day invisibility test go? Will Kevin Bacon stay totally normal, or will he absolutely lose his goddamn mind? That remains to be seen. Meanwhile, um, there's a brief interlude where Matt and Lynn are at Lynn's apartment, talking about kind of the events of the past 24 hours. And Matt is, again, speaking to what we were talking about before about whether we think Josh Brolin is attractive or not. Matt is like <laughs> meant to be a real milk toast of a man. Um, yeah. And, and it's weird for someone who is genuinely as masculine as Josh Brolin is to be playing a milk toast. Yeah. I mean, it's very weird. It's true. <laughs> um, it's true. But especially what I found weird about this is so they're having this scene where, like, Elizabeth Shue keeps kissing Josh Brolin's stomach and, like, trying to make things be sexy. Meanwhile, Josh Brolin is like, well, but, like, you must have liked dating Sebastian more than you like dating boring old me. And I was like, what is this? Okay. <laughs> Okay, well, okay, okay, this is, okay, I, this is, a, okay, I'm, the conversations like this in movies and TV make me mad because, I, I, I oh, gosh, I don't know, like, sometimes I, I wonder if, like, I am an alien, and that <laughs> this stuff is, like, I question, like, am I the abnormal one here? Maybe I am, but I really and truly don't think I would ever have a conversation like this. And not because I'm insecure, which maybe I am. Right. But like I don't need to know. No, you don't. Like I don't I don't need I don't need because what am I looking to hear? Right. Especially if you're gonna phrase it like this. Like I bet dating him was so much better than dating me. I bet dating them was so much better than dating me. What the fuck if someone says, yeah, it was, get out. Yeah, it was because we didn't <laughs> have like, these kinds of conversations. So it was a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like, because all it is is like, instead of having a, this is my advice to anyone who cares. My <laughs> advice would be instead of having this particular conversation with someone, if you're feeling insecure, I think you should be honest and say, hey, guess what? Right, right. <laughs> I'm feeling insecure right now, and I need a little like reassurance right. that I am special to yes. you or something. Yeah. I mean, and that might sound crazy, but like, that is what this conversation boils down to. Yes, absolutely. No, I like I think I've said this before 
and I can't remember in what context on this podcast, but like in relationships, romantic and otherwise, do not ask questions that you don't want the answer to. Like, yes. Uh, and particularly in the context of romantic relationships, I feel that. Or if you do, be prepared for right, that answer, right. I guess. Like, if, you're, yeah. if you are looking to get angry, I guess you can. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I would, and to me, I will just say a little bit of uh, general advice. If, mm-hmm. specifically with romantic relationships, I would generally say that discussing previous relationships and partners is just generally not a great idea. Um, And I don't, but like, I do understand. I know I have sometimes felt this way as well. There is a curiosity there, right? And sometimes it's born of insecurity. Sometimes it is more just general curiosity, whatever it might be. It's just yeah, better and, and if it is, not to. <laughs> like it's just yeah. Better not I mean, to. and if you want to keep, if you're, I think if you're curious or you're wanting to like know it on the level of like I want to know more about you and your sure. life and your experience sure. or whatever. Sure. I can I can get that. Like, and especially I would also say there it, uh, the distance of time makes a difference too if we're talking about like let's talk about your high school sweetheart like we could probably talk about that in a pretty detached type of way if we're talking about like your ex that you broke up with last year that might feel a little bit more like I don't want to know this yeah but like again if you're looking for like for like information about your partner and like trying to understand them better by knowing more of their like experience in the world sure yeah i i can i can understand that but you do want to be careful you, yeah. you want to be careful in how how and what you're asking right. i guess because yeah and especially like cuz it's a slippery slope. Yeah, in this circumstance it's like we all work together. You dated him, now you're dating yeah. me. And I'm like and and luckily Lynn yeah, he's actively in their right. lives. Like that right. is something I wouldn't touch with a 10-foot no. pole, and I don't think. Lynn very wisely cuz this is a theme that shows up a couple more times I feel like. Um but like Lynn very wisely is like let's not discuss this. You know, um, of course. And she similarly, when Sebastian like starts badgering her about who she's dating and like what all's going on there, and like why can't they get back together, she similarly doesn't let him in on anything either. So she's actually doing what I think is the correct move in this situation, which is like we are firewalling these relationships. Absolutely. And like, a day may come where me and Matt are like together and Sebastian isn't really in our lives and like maybe then I will provide some can, details but yeah. like right now sure because not. because all the yeah because all that it would be like I imagine that her answer would be based on the characters and what we see her answer would be listen you asked I'm going to tell you 
physically our relationship was fucking hot. Sure. Get used to it. That's what it was. But guess what? He's an asshole and I don't like him as a person. So that's why it didn't work out. Right, right. You can be confident in that, that I prefer you as a person. Well, maybe physically it's like not as exciting. And the whole thing, Amy, (laughs) you said something that was very reasonable and I do understand. But I, because I was pretending to be Matt in that scenario, all I heard was, <laughs> we fucked better. Of course. And, yeah. and anything I know. else you say I know. And that's, doesn't matter. <laughs> I know. I know. Absolutely. And that's why you should never ask that question because that is the answer you're going to yes. get. Like, if you're – because it's, it's – whatever. Yeah. You know, that's – yes. And especially, obviously – Hearing that as a man, it probably washes over people differently. Like, if I heard that from someone, I would like to think I'd be a bigger person and be like, I'd prefer to be a better person sure. than better at sure. that. Sure. But, but yeah, there's an ego situation that gets in the yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. So the next day, yeah. we come back into the lab. And today is the day that Sebastian will be made invisible. And it's a good thing, too, because he's now decided that his new thing is to just walk around the lab naked, um, <laughs> which is not appropriate for the workplace. Um, he's so inappropriate. He is, well, it gets worse. I will say that this turns I out know. to be a very hostile work environment. Um, yeah. So he gets uh, kind of strapped down on, onto the table, as you would expect, um, he, in, he actually injects himself with the invisibility serum, um, and he says that he does this because if anything ends up going wrong, you know, he doesn't want anyone to sort of blame themselves as though they, you know, quote unquote, killed him or whatever. Um, yeah. at first it seems as though nothing is happening, but then, all of a sudden, everything starts happening all at once. Um, he's like um, freaking out on the table. His first, same as we just saw with the gorilla, but now in reverse, like first his skin disappears. Um, then his like muscles and his uh, veins and yeah. all these things. We watch it in reverse. Um, and this is where I... I will say this this effect is very... Uh, yeah it was really done well it was really interesting to watch um and then i wrote in my handwritten notes it says he looks real grody um yeah and i'm not sure exactly at which stage of devolution the muscle stage Um, was the muscle stage was pretty yeah there was a couple and also like i think like what was interesting about how they rendered this invisibility is like not everything was happening equally at the same rate across the body. So, like, the feet were kind of almost gone, but then you saw, like, the stomach, like, cavity open. Yeah. But, like, still a bit of, like, it was very intriguing how they did it. Um, I also, when I wrote, he looks real grody, in parentheses, I wrote, I've seen his penis. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, great. (laughs) I really um, definitely missed that somehow. You see it a number of times, actually. It's very weird. Um, wow. But then as well, what I did like at the end is so, like, he goes through this process. It's very violent. He's, like, rip. He's like seizuring and, like, ripping the, like, um, restraints yeah. and stuff. 
And then when it's all over and everything settles down, what they show is his body like imprint on the bed, but nothing else. And I just thought like that was kind yeah. of like well done. I enjoyed that. That was, yeah, I liked that um, too. So some amount of time later, Sebastian wakes up from the process because I guess unsurprisingly a person's body goes into shock right after this because you've just completely messed up their molecules um yeah he then reveals another vulnerability to do with invisibility which is that he's extremely sensitive to light now um and that's because his eyelids don't work they are clear um oh gross that's a gross (laughs) thought um And then we see a variety of like kind of interesting things. We see him look into the mirror and we get like a vision of his face in some steam and fog. Um, Mm -hmm. He also starts fucking around with the team and like moving around the room and being like, I'm over here, blah, 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 I'm over here. Um, I see that part would be fun. Yeah. Um, And then the decision is that well, maybe this is how it always is supposed to be. I, I Again, it's unclear how testing with the animals went. But basically, yeah. Sebastian is going to now be invisible for three days, which means he has to be under constant observation to determine what, if anything, mm-hmm. like in terms of complications, I guess, or other things that might emerge uh, from this rattling up of his uh, DNA. And so Sarah... Mm-hmm decides that she will take the first shift. Sebastian goes into this kind of observation room and lies down. Um, and then as, and what we, what Sarah sees, cause she's in like some sort of control room. She sees a heat signature of Sebastian lying down on his bed. And as I wrote in my handwritten notes, I've seen his dick again in this section. Really? Wow. I just like absolutely was not seeing Um, this or like not paying attention at these moments. Yeah. So everyone else leaves. Uh, Sebastian, quote unquote, goes to sleep. Sarah is meant to stay up to watch whatever might transpire overnight. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. As soon as like everything sort of settles down, we start to see the things that I think are much more traditional, kind of trying to render an invisible character, like doors opening and closing by themselves and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. Someone leaves Sebastian's room. Obviously, it's Sebastian. And he comes into the room that Sarah has fallen asleep herself, even though she's not supposed to. She's supposed to be monitoring him. Um. And then what does he do while she's asleep? <sighs> Unsurprisingly, he violates Correct. her. Correct. <laughs> that is his first thing um, he decides to and, do as an invisible person. And, I'm, and I wasn't surprised by it, but I was like, ugh, God. I know. He, so, yeah, he unbuttons her top and grabs her boob. Yeah. Um, and so on, she unsurprisingly she wakes up um from this endeavor and and calls out like sebastian are you there you know um so this to me is also like weird she she that's very it's very telling that she wakes up from what like 
I don't know what she maybe felt on her side, but like she wakes up feeling something. A hand on her boob, I would think. Well, yeah, I know, but like sometimes like when you're asleep and someone else might be trying to like sometimes, cajole you into some. Sometimes when you're, wait, sometimes, wait, hold on. What are you about to say? Sometimes when you're asleep and you feel a hand on your boob, you wake up and are like, oh, it's not the invisible person that I know uh, I'm supposed to be watching. No, that, that particular thought has never <laughs> run through my mind. I can say that quite assuredly. I What I do mean is that sometimes you wake up with someone else in bed with you and like I am not suggesting this is assault in any way but someone like someone has like sort of like woken you up by trying to cajole you or something and you're like wait a second mm. like I'm a little bit disoriented like what okay. what kind of what's going on sure and so okay especially like you know if Sarah is dreaming or if she fell asleep or like she's exhausted so she might just yeah, wake up fair. being like something weird happened but i'm not totally sure sure what or i dreamt yeah, that yeah. or yeah and but the fact that she wakes up and immediately is like sebastian are you here is like that's bad that's very damning of sebastian's character definitely. to be like that she definitely. assumes that straight away what and I'll say this: whether she kind of is aware of having been sexually assaulted or not, maybe she is, maybe she isn't. <laughs> like the fact that she's like, he would probably like to fuck with me, you know, like in some capacity. Oh yeah, is bad too. Like I'm like, this is a bad work environment. <laughs> like, um, absolutely. So she asks, like he doesn't respond. He pretends that everything's fine. He gets back, but what she does see on her camera is that she sees him get back into bed. So the next day, mm-hmm. she tells Lynn about it, and then Lynn is like, "Sebastian, did you get out of bed last night?" And he's like, "Yeah, I got bored," or like he says some kind of like innocuous thing that he was doing. And Lynn is like, "Okay, well, in the future." You like don't grab people's well. Boobs. No, she says in the future if you're gonna <laughs> move around and be invisible, you need to tell whoever is observing you where you're going so that they can continue to observe you. Like you can't just kind of go off on your own thing because we because yeah. we literally don't know where and you he's are. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, he's like he's like got it. Won't be listening to that. But yeah, got he's, it. he's very like oh sure you're right uh, okay great. Um, immediately he does not do that. Um, <laughs> yep, he, so he, like, I'm not sure, uh, yeah, like, so the various team members are talking about, like, what they would do if they were invisible, and it's all pretty juvenile stuff, but what is intriguing is they all are worried about what Sebastian will do as an invisible person no he is he is a lecherous freak like I mean like it's very clear that his his character is not one of distinction right and (laughs) even though some of them might you know admire him intellectually or like respect him as a boss or whatever every no they know he's every single one of them is like it is concerning that this person is invisible (laughs) and that is that is not this, a good. I'm telling you, this is a start. hostile work environment. This is not a good group <laughs> to be together. But then, what's even more no. freaky 
is so they're all talking about this and then what do we see we see that sebastian's butt is sitting on a seat in the same room listening to every single thing mm. that they've been saying um mm -mm -mm. yeah then we have what becomes a running theme sebastian ha just has not accepted that he and lynn are not dating anymore and yeah. so she's like doing some sort of blood test on him. And <laughs> uh, what's so funny about that? I'm just sorry. I'm no, not, I'm, <laughs> I was just, I just like had a thought because I was reading, I was reading a little bit ahead and I just was like picturing something and trying to imagine something and it made me giggle. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, in this case, he while she's examining something through a microscope he starts giving her a neck massage um and like rubbing her shoulders which again like the yeah the, the effects here were really cool like you see elizabeth's shoes yeah. it looks like someone is you know rubbing her neck you know and stuff yeah um and it seems like i wasn't totally clear on this because he is an invisible man after all I couldn't tell if he was like kissing her or something was happening. Mm. But um, he then like offers to have sex with her. And as he does so, he like okay, lifts okay. her dress up. <laughs> he, okay, listen, this is what I was laughing at. Like, it's, he's creepy and that's creepy. And like, he's like for definitely like. If, if not, like, a full-blown rapist, like, he's almost there. Correct. Yes. Um, it's a massive... There's a real sexual assault problem happening, for sure. But, that being said, <laughs> what the hell do you think it would be like? <laughs> or, like, what... I'm just, like, now I'm, like, picturing, like, having sex with an invisible person. Correct. Yeah. Like, what the <laughs> hell... I think that would be, well, just so fucking weird. Like, I don't even know, like, but, like, but he's not gone. Like, he, if you touch him, you can feel yes. him. Like, do you yes. feel his, like, yeah. hmm. That is so weird, though. Well, I mean, there's a couple responses to that issue that you propose. Um, the first is that that is actually what kind of kicks off this day when he's being made invisible, he tells this like really disgusting joke about Wonder Man, Wonder Woman, Superman, and the Invisible Man. Oh yeah. Um. Oh yeah. That's what the first time I like was like, oh he's yeah. gross um, to me. Like I remember that joke and being like, oh yeah. God. So there's that. But then as well, what that makes me think of when you're like, what would it be like to have sex with someone who's invisible? I think it would be weird. I mean, it would be weird. Um, it would definitely be weird. But also what it made me think of is the numerous people in the world who believe that they've had sex with ghosts and or have been sexually assaulted by <gasps> ghosts. Oh, I didn't really know that was like a thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. Um, and, Yuck. yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a weird thing that I've run across, uh, primarily due to, they talk a bit about it on last podcast on the left sometimes, of people who, because oh. there's, like, 
trying to remember. I think there's this one woman in particular, and I, I think she's maybe in the UK somewhere, and she's kind of famous because mm-hmm. she says, like, I am having a sexual relationship with a ghost. And it's like, that. I guess what? that sort of rings a bell of things like I've watched on weird shows. Um, but, yeah. Oh, but, wow. Okay, I guess I won't ask all the questions that I have on that because that's a whole yeah. thing. But, like, hmm. Yeah, I th- let's be honest. It anyway. would be very odd. <laughs> and yeah. what's funny about this interaction, let's say, between Lynn and Sebastian, and funny is not really probably the right word. So he's like really very much like sexually assaulting her, being far too forward and threatening. And she is not yeah. doing anything about it, which is weird to me. Um, that part's concerning. Like, and I'm I'm not trying to victim blame her. I'm just like, you don't even like this guy, and no, she doesn't. You you have been clear with him about that, and yet th- these interactions that you're having with him, like you're not. You should be are less clear. You should be really like trying to like disengage from the physical contact. No, I, I, like. Um, right. and you're not right. seeming to do that. man like this. <laughs> yeah. It's tough because they work together and you might not want to be like openly hostile with someone and be like, get your fucking hands off right. me. Stop talking right. to me about this stuff. Like, leave me the hell alone. That might feel uncomfortable. But for a man like he is, it literally is, that is how much it takes, I well, think. Well, and because like, like, he will not. In this scene, I want to say by the end of it, what's happened is like Elizabeth Shue is like, pressed against a wall by invisible Kevin Bacon's body. And, like, I'm not really sure where we're supposed to imagine his hands are, but he did, like, lift up her the skirt of her dress. And I'm just like, you know, again, I'm not victim-blaming you. Maybe you froze. Maybe you don't know, like, this is all very weird and it's an invisible person, so, like, extra sure. weird. Um that it adds a wrinkle but i guess i just was like why isn't she like pushing him off pushing him away or like if not that like showing a little bit more disgust at the physical contact even like um she doesn't necessarily i guess i'll say this she doesn't necessarily seem to hate this contact and it's right. weird to me that that's how she's right. playing it. Um, but at the end, she ultimately is like, I am not interested in sleeping with you. I I just, you're, she even has a really good line, which is something like you were always invisible to me or like I was always invisible to you or something. Oh, love that. Um, so, mm-hmm. so that was kind of cool. But anyway, she's like, I am absolutely not doing that. We cut to... Um, Three days have now finished. The, so the experiment is over. And they are preparing to return Sebastian to being visible. But unfortunately, something goes wrong. Um, and I did note here that, like, as things are going wrong with his reversion process, he he actually, like, breaks the restraints that are keeping him tied to the bed and then mm-hmm. in my notes, I was like, but the ape couldn't even do that. <laughs> like, what is yeah, happening? Yeah, if he's stronger than an ape, we've got some problems. Um, 
So some amount of time later, Sebastian wakes up from this ordeal and Lynn reveals to him, I mean, he probably knows it already, that he is still invisible and they don't really know how to address this issue. And Lynn in particular is like, I think we need to reveal to Dr. Kramer, who is like the main scientist on this committee that they're like working for. She's like, I think we need to tell mm -hmm. him what's happened. And hubris till the end, Sebastian says, absolutely not. We can figure this out. Um, don't worry about it. And so then for whatever reason, they're like, okay, so you're going to be invisible. We're not entirely sure for how long, but we can't really deal with you remaining invisible the way you have been these previous three days. So we're going to make you a costume, I guess is what I would describe <laughs> it as. Mm -hmm. And the, the main component to this costume is what I am describing as a pink goo mask. Yeah, or like a paper mache head yeah. or something like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like because they pour over. Um, I was actually part of what I was enjoying about this little moment was, I was like, oh, we haven't had any goo or goop for a while. That's true. <laughs> it was the first goo moment. <laughs> um, and so it's nice to get a bit of that good old goop action going again. Um, but then. So then they make a mask out of this weird, like, rubbery material. And what, um, like, what it's, like, comes out looking like is this, like, head covering that's supposed to go over Kevin Bacon's head, which in my, again, in my hand notes, I wrote, um, it looks like Red Skull from Captain America, except it's pink. Um, I don't know that character, but it's her, it look there's it's like oddly mummyish. Yes, yes, yeah. Like without because it's got even though it just doesn't eye have holes, like wraps like but, empty eye holes. Yeah, the eye holes yeah. are what's creepy. Um, so they create, but it is but again it is a good effect yes. because it does still look like Kevin yes. Bacon and it is like somehow believable that his face is in there with zero eyes right. behind. Is right. I give them yeah. credit for like the sight gag yeah stuff. because especially because kevin bacon has like a very distinctive nose shape i would say and mm -hmm. so you see mm -hmm. that in the it mask. very much looks yeah, like him yeah and then as yeah. well because they've like it's just empty eye holes and so you can see both the outside and the inside of like the the mask because like He's still yeah. invisible inside yeah. of there. So it's really clever. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, though, 10 days pass. And they have not been able to figure out how to get him back to being visible. Um, Sebastian has now gotten increasingly irascible and irritable and unhappy. Um for some reason, he pukes. I don't know. That's unclear to me why that's happening. Um, Probably just for the sight gag. I guess. It was but, weird to watch because it was like invisible puke coming out of an invisible person, which was intriguing. Yeah. Um, now, do, like, they don't, they don't fully explain in the movie, like, what, like, why being invisible somehow, like, affects your aggression. No, they do not. 
but no they don't but that is something that is just like we accept it's, that like yeah they they aggressive. they plant the seed when they talk about Isabel and then I guess that's yeah. considered enough for when we get to Ooh, okay we Sebastian. that is just what it yeah. is yeah and then I just now yeah. as I was thinking when I said that thing about clear puke you know what I would have liked to see in this movie a bit of a sight gag I want to see him like drink a coffee or eat a sandwich and yeah. like see like would we see the floating sandwich? Yeah, and then like disappear. The the sandwich goes into a mouth and it gets chewed up, and then it's like gunk that goes down an invisible pipe, and then like oh. you know what I mean? Like, oh god, we um, can see like the whole digestive like yeah process or something. Like I I would have enjoyed something like that, but maybe well I guess we wouldn't see the inside because his body is technically still there or whatever. So we, but we would just see at least the floating right. sandwich and the bite right. getting taken right. out of it. And I I would have yeah that would have been a I good mean. One. I don't, as I said, I don't think this movie is intentionally funny, but I do think there are elements that are funny in it. And so maybe they thought that was like sure. too kind of too, slapsticky or something. Yeah. Yeah. But because he is getting so irritable, Sebastian decides that he's going to sneak out of the lab, uh, which he does. Mm. Um, and then there's again, he's back in his fancy car driving through town I did kind of enjoy because like there's a, a brief scene where he's like driving through town and he looks uh out his window at some kids in their car and then he makes like some sort of a scary face at them and they're like oh mom there's like something uh, I mean he looks creepy, yeah so. so I appreciated that then we get to what I guess I don't know I wonder if in the context of this movie being a horror movie, I wonder if this scene is meant to be like the super scariest one, even though it's not a kill scene. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not sure if it is or not, but I, I do wonder if that was its point, was to be this super scariest yeah. one. Um, because basically what we see is that Sebastian goes to his house um, he starts eating his ceremonial Twinkie as usual. Um, he notices his neighbor again um, undressing. Mm -hmm. This time it's even weirder because like the first shot of her getting undressed in front of the window, if I remember correctly, she only takes off her top and there's a bra on underneath and then only mm -hmm. one of the windows it's like, I mean, this is also weird. I'm like, I don't know many people who undress in their living room partially only to walk into their bedroom to complete the undressing process. Um, but Well, again, especially with the windows all open. Yeah. <laughs> like, you might do something like that, like, if you're, like... I mean, I could, I, I might do something like that, to be honest, if I was just like, this shirt is, I gotta get this shirt off, I'll take it off out here, and then, like, put it away in my room, sure. and maybe. maybe. But, so, because... But definitely the blinds are And, because in the first version we see of this, that's what happened. She takes her shirt off, but she's got a bra, and she's in the living room, which has the win windows totally open. Then she goes into her bedroom where the windows, like, the curtains are totally drawn, and that's all we see. This time, however, mm, okay, um, all of her windows remain open, and now she's getting completely undressed because she's about to shower, and it's like, Oy. okay, weird, mm. all right. Um, 
But I will say this was interesting. And weirdly, her shower backs up to the window too, and then you would just watch her full on shower. I know. What is interesting about this particular little moment, so you actually watch Kevin Bacon as Sebastian, who is invisible in this weird pink mask. You watch him look at this woman, and you watch him have an idea, and you have him look at himself in the mirror, and you see him decide that he is going to rape this woman. Or attacker. I mean, it's not totally that is so clear. creepy. But it's weird to see. You're like seeing it happen. You see the decision right, even though it's on an invisible face somehow. Like, yeah. which is really intriguing that they manage to get that to happen. Yeah. But that is what happens. So he goes over to her apartment. The neighbor is played by an actress named Rona Mitra, who is. This is, was probably one of her first like little bit parts, but she's gone on to be in various things as well. Um, hmm. And he gets into her house because he rings the doorbell. And he rings the doorbell a couple of times, actually. And and again, I don't I, I just don't think I would do this. Like if I had someone like knock very aggressively on my door or ring my doorbell and then I like look out through my little peep hole in the door and no one is there i'm not gonna open the door no, i'm not opening it as well to like really be sure that no, no one is literally there. like no zero percent but in her case this is what she does she even she not only opens the door she literally does the usual like scary movie thing of like she walks out into the hall looks around and is like like so stupid okay. what are you well are you crazy? and weirder still this was the other thing that i thought about weird that was weird about this because i mean the point was to show rona mitra's lovely breasts that was like the real point of this but like um because she's just gotten out of the shower her hair is wet she's in a bathrobe but like she hasn't tied the bathrobe shut she's just holding it shut with her hands walking out in the hall and i'm like no no like no one would literally do that. not. Like, if you if you did for some reason decide you were going to go out into the hallway in your bathrobe, you would absolutely tie it and go out. Like this is ridiculous. But as I said, the main point is that then she goes back into the apartment which Sebastian has snuck into um, when she opened the door, and she, then because she's in her own apartment. And again, this is like every, and people can dress however they like in their own apartment, but she's then just in a bathrobe that is open. And it, and I'm just like, as a bathrobe wearer, you don't do that. That's like not even like, why have you even got the bathrobe on if you're not going to tie it closed? But like, close it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, she's like getting ready. And again, similar to what we've been saying, like, Movies seem to really love to believe that women in particular spend a long time between finishing a shower and getting into clothes. Um, just being naked. Yeah, in that, like it's like just a you, thing. That when, then when left to your own devices, yeah. you will be naked. Yeah. Like... Uh, that's that's a thing in so many movies and even just like uh, in tv shows there was an episode of friends where they kind of like dabble with that like oh if you live alone you're gonna be naked yeah and um as someone who lives alone i can say that is rarely the case 
that I'm just like, hey, you know what would be cool literally, is just hanging out in the nude. <laughs> literally, like, not at all. It's if okay, and like this is how I do recognize I am weird and alienish in this way. But if I could take a shower with clothes on and it would do anything, I would. I know you would. Like, I would I know. Even... It's your thing. <laughs> I get it. I know it. So, yeah, like, uh, it, but, no, wh- whether I lived with, like, 10,000 people or zero people, that would, I would have, be right. the same. Right, and, and, <laughs> and the thing is, is, like, I appreciate that there's probably, like, one person in a hundred, maybe, who is the naked person, right? Who's like, literally, I come home, sure. I take off my clothes, and I love it, and and cool. If you're that person, great. Yeah, absolutely. Like, no big deal. Um, but most of us are like, yeah, I still wear some amount of clothes in my own home because... Yeah, are like, you wearing a bra the whole day or, a like, you know, restrictive stuff? No, but, like... But walking around, like, you take a shower and then, like, take three hours to put on your clothes? No. <laughs> like, you would put on, yeah, like, some kind of a nightgown or whatever, you know, like, sure. fine. Um, but, yeah, the movies like us to imagine that especially really attractive women um, spend oh, yes. a long time in the nude in their homes. Um, yes. Which is what happens here. And then... Um, like I said, I I assumed that the point here was that Sebastian raped this woman, but I'm not sure that that's necessarily what we were supposed to believe. Um, Whatever it was exactly, it was not good. It wasn't good. good. Um, and then when, so when the team realizes that Sebastian has escaped, Lynn actually goes over to his apartment. That's what she figures he's gone to and she finds his weird Mm. costume abandoned in the house so she's like what the fuck has he gotten up to i don't know she's concerned that motherfucker (laughs) um yeah sebastian does return to the lab um and at this point the team is getting ready to trank sebastian much as they did isabel so again hostile work environment um, and when Sebastian comes back, Lynn is like, seriously, dude, what did you get up to? Um, I don't trust you. You can't be doing this. It like, it, not only is it dangerous for you, it like compromises our experiment. Like there's millions of reasons why you can't be running off this way. Um, and Sebastian is like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> like, I will never do it again. Um, and so all we ever learn in terms of what Sebastian thinks he's done to this woman is like Carter, one of the lab texts um, is like, oh, like, what did you get up to while you were gone? And weirdly, he's like, I think if I were invisible, I'd be fucking around with different women. And I'm like, why, are, why is every man in this group Ew. terrible? Like, um, well, I think it's just like, well all men but also like specifically men in this time period it was just like unapologetic I guess. like i don't know man it was i was just like why it's not good and again i'm like if if invisibility 
is this like amazing opportunity to do something if you believe that I'm like I don't want to do like piddly shit like poking like tapping someone on one shoulder to like only be on the other side like that seems like what a kid would do like um well I know that's like what I said at the beginning I know but that's what's weird about it but I'm but I am stupid. I am not a scientist. I am not like the person coming up with invisibility. So I can be stupid and do stupid things. These people are like supposed to be brilliant. They should be thinking of something. Yeah, better. I'm just like this is the whole height of like what anyone can imagine. Why is the government spending unlimited amounts of money on this? Right. If this is all anyone can come up with right. to do with the power once they get it. is like. I just don't understand. That's a good point. Um, so happily, though, Matt now thinks that he's figured out how to revert Sebastian back to being visible. But that, unfortunately, doesn't go well either. Um, and now, again, hostile work environment. Everyone starts shouting at each other. Um, <laughs> and... When the kind of dust settles from all of these things, Sebastian is sitting in his room eating a Twinkie. And again, I do think this is interesting how they're able to kind of depict this. He has an idea and you and we watch him have an idea. And this time his idea is to mess with the camera in his room that is monitoring his movements because he's now decided he doesn't want to be monitored anymore. And what he does to the camera is what um, already has been done to a camera before in the movie Speed, which is he takes a recording of him laying in bed as he's supposed to and then just loops it and plays it over and over again so people don't know. That's what they do in Speed? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've never seen that movie. So. Oh, wow. Um. Uh, I won't ruin it for you to say why they needed to use that same trick, but it's the same trick as in Speed. Um, And so it makes it appear as though he's in his room when in fact he is not. Where he has gone is over to Lynn's apartment to spy on her. Again, toxic work environment. This is a man who has not accepted (laughs) his breakup with grace and um, humility as most of us do. Um, when he learns that she, that the guy she's been seeing is Matt, he loses his shit. He, I think he smashes like their window with a brick or a stone or something. Um, which causes Lynn to then call the lab and be like, Hey, where's Sebastian? So again, Sarah immediately thinks Sebastian was fucking with her. Lynn immediately thinks Sebastian is fucking with her. Like, this is a bad work team. Like, th- these people should not be working together. Yeah. Um, but when Lynn calls the lab, she's told that Sebastian is definitely there because they can see him lying in bed. Um, then when Lynn comes to the lab herself, she figures out that Sebastian has been fucking with that camera and that, you know, things are going very wrong very quickly. Um, she, because, so she ultimately decides that she's going to pull the plug on this experiment. So she and Matt go over to Dr. Kramer's house. He's the main scientist in charge of this invisibility program. And mm-hmm. when they go over, 
Sebastian, unsurprisingly, sneaks out to watch them and to observe what they're doing. Um, and we first watch Lynn and Matt being um, kind of dressed down by Dr. Kramer. And basically, he tells them, you're going to be fired for hiding this information from me. Um, and they leave. When Kramer goes to make a phone call to let other people on this committee know what's gone on, the line is cut and Kramer goes out to his pool, sees smoking a cigar, and all of a sudden in the smoke of the cigar appears Kevin Bacon's face, his invisible face, um, and he attacks Dr. Kramer and uh, drowns him in the pool. Um, and I can't remember, there's a couple scenes where we see because of like water dripping down or other things happening, we see Kevin Bacon's buns both. And we definitely have a shot of him when he's naked in the, like when he's about to be invisible, they show his buns again. So there's, there's lots of like love of Kevin Bacon's body in this movie, I guess is what I'll say. <laughs> um, and so Dr. Kramer gets killed in the pool for his trouble. Um, back at the lab, Lynn tries to call Dr. Kramer only to find out that he's died. When she then tries to call somebody else, um, the line has been cut the security system for the entire lab has now been messed with so that only Sebastian can get in and out of the lab. Um, and this is when the killing spree begins. Um, first, uh, Sebastian attacks Janice um, and strangles her with some sort of cord. Um, and what at some and I forget who actually verbalizes what Sebastian's plan is, but it becomes apparent that what Sebastian wants to do is kill all of the lab people. Everyone. <laughs> everyone who knows that he's that there is an invisible man and it's him. He wants to kill all yeah. of them because he's now realized that like does he just want to live invisible yes, forever? Yes, that's that his, like his decision. His end goal? Yes, he wants to now be able to that live sucks. as an invisible person indefinitely and get up to his mischief however he wants. And he's like, if anyone who knows that I exist, like, so basically no one can survive who knows that I exist because then that's going to get in the way of my fun. Mm -hmm. So he's going to kill everyone and blow up the lab and then he will be able to live as an invisible man forever. Um, now to do this, needless to say, like the rest of the team are not excited about this outcome. They are very concerned and they are trying to survive. So one of the things they start doing is tracking him with their goggles, uh, with their heat signatures and whatever. And so in to mm -hmm. combat against that, Sebastian heats up the entire lab so that the goggles basically are useless. Um, right. Then we have a variety of different kill scenes. Um, mm -hmm. Sebastian snaps Sarah's neck. Um, 
even though she was trying to reveal him by like throwing blood all around a room. Um, yeah. Then didn't love no, that. and the blood looks fake, like really fake. Um, oh yeah, it was it was it, red, it was paint. very red, like, and very yeah. So so that's so Janice is already gone. Sarah gets killed by her neck, a neck snap. Frank, uh, Sebastian impales him from behind with some kind of a. <laughs> I don't know if it was a crowbar or what it was, but it wasn't like it. It was some version of a crowbar. Or it, something. Yeah, it was just like a metal rod of some sort that I don't know where it came yeah. from. But so he impales him, and eventually, and I will say that was a good kill because, like the the Frank kill, they also were using fire extinguishers to reveal him. Um, right. And so I think like some of the like weird fogginess from the uh fire extinguisher showed kevin bacon like coming from behind to get frank yeah. so that was like yeah, a good yeah. shot yeah the, um, i mean all this stuff with like revealing him a little bit in in steam right. or in other yeah, things steam. like this was all well done and seems like it probably would have been labor yeah it was like do. he was he would show up in steam he would show up in like yeah the chemicals that an extinguisher uses and um like water yeah. as well like because eventually like the sprinkler systems go on and you start seeing him revealed that right. way um yeah he uses the same implement i'm fairly sure to stab matt in the stomach but matt does survive that um sebastian then locks matt and lynn into a freezer um, or well, no, I, don't, I guess it's not mm-hmm. really a freezer. It's like some just. It's just like some extra room, but then he like turns down. Yeah. He turns up or down, heat, however you want to yeah. say it. The temperature. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then there's something that happens that if things hadn't gotten quite so gory quite so quickly, this would actually be funny. Sebastian is like in his room <laughs> and now he's decided he needs to like. Oh. <laughs> improve his costume a little bit somehow and so he like uh-huh. draws eyebrows on the pink mask and adds a wig to his look where did he get those I things don't where did he know. get that wig from? i don't know and i don't know why he thought adding eyebrows like i don't thought know why he thought any of that was gonna like i mean i don't think he thought it was gonna Help. look natural but like I don't know what he thought he was doing yeah. by doing that. Um, Lynn yeah, manages to get herself and Matt out of the weird freezing room that they're in. While she's doing that, Sebastian is busy cooking up nitroglycerin to blow up the lab. Um, then Lynn and Sebastian have the fight that we've been waiting to see them have. Um, Matt ends up kind of saving her um, by attacking Sebastian from behind. They manage to electrocute Sebastian, and they, they as would expect, this is like they think they've killed him. And so mm-hmm. they start climbing up the elevator shaft because they realize that this bomb has been created and they need to get out of the lab mm-hmm. as fast as humanly possible. As they're climbing mm-hmm. out, of course, Sebastian is not really dead. And he grabs at yep. Lynn's ankle and pulls her back 
down onto the top of the elevator, which is now just above like a fiery blaze um, as the lab is exploding bit by bit. Um, she manages to get free of him and does what we would expect at the end of a movie like this. She grabs onto like a cable that's like hanging down in this elevator shaft and she hits something mm-hmm. that releases the elevator and the the elevator itself starts to drop again into a massive fiery blaze at the bottom of the shaft and we again see the final scene because like by now something weird has happened where um Sebastian is like somewhat visible um Mm -hmm. because the final scene is like this person who's got like I guess it's basically like a person without skin that you see um yeah who's like yuck she manages because he loses his balance because the elevator starts to drop she holds onto the cable yeah. and is safe he drops down into the pit below of fire and we see this person without skin like you know doing the usual like arms and legs flailing burning up um yeah and that's it that's the movie matt and lynn hug and the oh, final weird. scenes are like at the exterior of the building where, you know, all the various emergency vehicles are there. Everything's burning. And that's it. Yeah. The end. What a journey. It is. It really, really is. Um, <laughs> so, yawns and eye rolls. One yawn is this is, was like a cinematic masterpiece <laughs> that captivated me Whoa. from start to finish. And Tanyon's is like, no, just absolutely not uh, for me (laughs) and not interesting. What would you give it? I would say it's like a three for me. Mm. I was, I was in it. I was, I I was not bored. It was a scotch too long for me. Yeah. But like, like I could have used like. 10 15 minutes shaved off just for this type of movie too. I don't think you need to yeah. like draw out. I think things tend to get drawn out like yeah. anyway. Um but but for the most part, yeah. I liked I was in it. I was not bored. It was I mean cinematic masterpiece. I, I no no, <laughs> but well done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would say for me genuinely I think this is a one not that I would call it a masterpiece, oh, wow. but it did keep my attention. The whole time. Sure. Um, so I'm giving it credit yeah. for that. Um, okay. In terms of eye rolls, one eye roll is, um, yeah, this is a complete world and I understand it. <laughs> um, and 10 eye rolls is like, this is a real mixed bag and I don't understand anything. What would you give it? Oh. Hmm. Again, I was like super I was like in it. Like I'm <laughs> I am not a scientist, so I couldn't discern how unbelievable some of this might be. And um and I was in it too because I think it was well done. Sure. It uh but uh so maybe I'd say like a a three or four again mm-hmm. like I was like pretty much on board where there are like little elements like the element of them having to do this so quickly and all of that craziness yeah. um 
the ele- the element of misogyny <laughs> and rape didn't love it. Um, so there's like some issues I had, but overall I was like I was along for the ride. Yeah, I agree. I think I would probably give it. Yeah, maybe like a. Well, actually, I might push it to a four just because I know it's a movie and I know it doesn't have to be, you know, realistic. (laughs) But there were some things where I'm like, could we just get like a little hint of information more about (laughs) like why invisibility? Why we're doing this? And like, yeah why these people who clearly hate each other are working why it's together so urgent. like mm. some of that would have mm. been nice to have a little bit more yeah and and yeah and i think you could cut some of what was here add a bit of that mm-hmm. and still have the movie be mm-hmm. like an hour and 45 minutes like you know i think all of that agree happened so ultimately mm-hmm. though did you like this and would you recommend it? Yeah, I think that I would. Yeah. I mean, I did like it. Like, and I think that I would. Like, because it's, um, you know, not that serious. And it is in more in it, the horror realm. Yeah. I think, like, so if I um, am someone who likes to recommend horror movie- movies, I would, like, recommend this one as, like, a maybe horror light it's yeah. not going to, like, yeah, keep yeah. you up at night. No, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I think I would. And I watched it on – I don't know what it's available on in Australia, but I watched it on Tubi, which mm. is a free app. Right. You do have to watch commercials, which is less desirable, but it is free. So Yeah, and I would say I liked this and would recommend it. Um, but what's interesting, I'm just reminding myself here, like – I thought I remembered this from the time. Um, like, people really took, well, I shouldn't say people. Critics really hated this movie. Um, oh, interesting. And they made fun of it, and it was panned, and all this stuff. Oh, interesting. Um, but, although people quite liked the special effects, it was like one of those things where they're like, the special effects yeah. are really great, but the story kind of sucks. And in particular, what Mm. seemed to be the overarching feeling was that, you know, it was just kind of a a blah slasher movie. Like, even for slasher movies, it was kind of blah. Okay. Um, Which I I can agree. I I can see that critique Mm -hmm. and accept it. Um, Sure. But I... I will say this, like whatever I remembered from whenever I watched this the first time, I remember watching it at that time and being like, ooh, I think this movie is bad. And now. Interesting. Maybe I've mellowed out. Maybe times are different now. Interesting. Like now I was like. Yeah, that's very yeah, interesting. That's pretty good. <laughs> like, you know, I, yeah. I wonder, maybe we've watched so much bad stuff <laughs> that like, it just like things that are like not like poke my eyeballs out bad we're like oh it's pretty good um I don't know that's interesting yeah yeah um so from us it sounds like a give it a whirl give it a watch I would say especially because like you now know the story but again the story isn't terribly like new or different or whatever so it doesn't matter that you already know it um but you can watch like the rendering of this it's is, more about the seeing yeah, of it. Yeah. yeah, the seeing of an invisible thing is really important to this movie. 
you got to see the invisible man so you can understand it. Yes, indeed. Um, so that is it from us. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I am Sarah, and I'm here with Amy, and we will see you next week in space. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of See You Next Week in Space. This is a production by Amy and Sarah Walsh with artwork provided by Riley Brown. If you'd like to learn more about our show, please check us out at seeyounextweekinspace.com or follow us on Instagram at seeyounextweekinspace. Until the next one.